The Footy LG boys are back with another episode of the Footy LG pod. I'm not going to lie. It's me and Tony today. We have no guests and it's going to be hard for me to get my levels of excitement and just overall happiness because I've been on a bender for the past like four days in Florida and I barely have a voice. I'm barely sitting up straight right now, to be honest with you. But Tony, I'm going to do my best. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds good. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I am. Um, it, it was pretty easy to get back to that exciting mood today, watching that Wrexham Sheffield United FA Cup replay tie. Um, I think everyone outside of Sheffield was trying to pull for Wrexham to win and with the big upset. And really, it, it's hard to argue that they shouldn't have done it because they had a penalty kick missed at 1-1. Again, we, we say it all the time. If you hit one penalty in the game, you can't take the next one. It's just bad luck. And what happened, mm-hmm. Mullen got a penalty early in the game. He converted his second penalty. Um, uh, he was not able to score. And that's just what happens. I don't know what it is, but you cannot hit two penalties in a game unless you're an elite penalty kick taker. Even then, look at Harry Kane in this past World Cup, right? Yeah. <laughs> he knocked out that Chinese balloon. He saw one before everybody else did. Exactly. That's why they never was reported to have won in England because Harry Kane took it out early. <laughs> Same with Canada when Terrence Boyd took it out a few years back. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you know, unfortunately, they were tied and then Sheffield scored two goals in the 94th and 96th minute. Um, what's what's your takeaway from this? Is it is it anything to be old? Is it a non-league team doing going this far as just, you know, Flash in the flash in the pan. What is it? I think it's more a flash in the pan. I think the hype of being, you know, owned by Ryan Reynolds and uh, I forget the other guy's name. Um, I think it's just the hype around this team. I don't think they'll ever get to this level again, to be honest with you. But I mean, it's fun to watch. I'll admit that I was really pulling for them to keep going farther, but you know, it is a big it shows the big difference in, you know, championship to non-league teams, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is a testament to them. I do think long-term, this is a blessing for Wrexham to try and get promotion into uh, the fourth division. I just think, you know, if they still had these games going on and the story behind it, they might lose sight of the league. And I think at Mm -hmm. the end of the year, we all know they're not winning the FA cup, but they really do have a chance at, promotion so i think that has to be where the focus is i i do think this is a fun run for them but as a whole i do think them losing this game is the best case scenario for them because they're not in mm-hmm. first right now they have two yeah. games in hand but they're three points back of Knotts county in first so it could really go either way there we saw how heartbreaking it was last year when they went to the final game and they weren't able to convert so mm-hmm. But anyways, um, that's not the biggest story that's happened since our last pod <laughs> came out Sunday. Um, wow, Man City. Tony, do you want to maybe recap for the people listening about what's happening with Man City? Because, you know, I don't, I'm not sure I understand it completely either. So really, to make it short and sweet before we go into it, uh, Man City pulled a Juventus, and it seems as if they've reached – 11 years worth of of premiership or English football federation's uh, rules about transfers and paying bills on the players, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to the point that 
for the first time in English football, I think they're going to actually punish the team. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Man City's pretty much been caught just, I guess, playing with the books and playing with transfers the wrong way regarding FIFA fair play and everything like that. And um, there's a good possibility that points deductions may happen. Uh, titles could be stripped. Sadly, Liverpool might get three more. And, and um, same with Man U. Let's yeah. go! <laughs> and yeah, there's good chance relegation as well. Will it get that far? I doubt it. But it's crazy to see because, you know, we all know England's really not the greatest with punishing teams. You know, they don't really look, they always look the other way. And uh, it seems like it's too much this time to look the other way. I just, I'm a little curious. Does anything actually, like, realistically, I know we're saying it could be relegation. Um, We're saying it could be a a bunch of things that's happening. Do you really think that they're going to get, I don't see any way they get relegated. No, I, I don't even see it. Like, anyone that thinks a title is going to be stripped or stupid. Like, stripping titles doesn't mean I, nothing. I don't like, think so either. It's too late for that. Like, I mean, the one is the year, uh, the Aguero goal they want to take away. It's like, dude, like, that was almost like 10 years ago. So, like, but you're right. Who cares at this point? And yeah, really, so, if you're Man U and Liverpool, sure, it makes it nice to the history. But do you really want that title? That's bullshit. No, you know what I mean? No. Not at all. And I agree with that 100%. But I do think a points deduction, it is, I mean, like, I'll be honest, like, this worries me as a Chelsea fan, too, because they just spent, like, $600 million Yeah. in one month. There's got to be what, some break yeah, there. Like, like you've got to think, like, like you're watching this in the corner laughing, but, like, buddy, you better be nervous, too. 100%. Like, it's just, like, and you can see it through the transfers, but it's really only in England that these transfers are getting outrageous on yeah. how big and how worth these. I mean, Bournemouth, who's in a relegation battle, outbid Roma, I mean, Milan for Zaniolo. Yeah, which is nuts. You know, which is crazy to think. So, I mean, is it a little too late in the sense of trying to fix things? I, I think but so. Hold on, but... hold on. I just want to, Zaniolo, he's going to Galatasaray. Yeah, so Bournemouth ended up yeah. canceling that contract because they spent too much money that transfer window. So, that's saying something when a team in relegation is outspending a team like Milan, in uh, it's crazy. It's I it don't know, if, like I don't even know. Like it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm lost of words for how First much. All, like, why now? I want to know why now with the Man City thing. It's been going on for so freaking long. How's it happening now? Thing, I think the Juventus thing kind of opened everyone's eyes. Really? I think a lot of people because I think I think PSG will probably well PSG will never get caught. France doesn't want to get rid of the only good team, but I mean like. You got to look at the teams that create, spent crazy money, and yeah. you know, and now it's all these super league teams too, right? That are yep. being shot at. So, I mean, I mean, let's be honest; it's been outrageous for real. Like the spending of players, the amount of money these guys are making has been crazy. Yep. I mean, like a hundred million for Anthony. Now he's not a bad player. Don't get me wrong, but a hundred million is quite a lot for him. I mean, it's just. Even the Gakpo getting sixty million, like just thinking these numbers, it's just you know. I mean, we talked about a hundred, hundred and twenty yeah. million for Enzo, um, Enzo, whatever the hell his last name. Enzo is. Fernandez, yeah, yeah. like one hundred and twenty million for that guy. Like, where's the justification on this cost? Yeah, you know, like we're talking about gener. These aren't generational talent players. No, they're just young guys with potential. Like it's crazy, and it would only make sense that this money coming. It's not, it's, coming, it's not coming through the proper channels that it should be. 
And it's no shot that Man City's getting caught. Whether they actually serve anything is going to be the real question, but it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to disagree with you, man. And I do think we might see uh, more in the future come out with these issues, which I don't see how we don't. But at the end of the day, if you're a Man City fan, I could see being super pissed at this because it seems like they're picking them. But you know what? You fucking broke the rules, so suck it exactly. up. I think yeah. it'd be hilarious if Man City gets uh, re- relegated because that would be funny. As, as going against uh, Bristol Rovers. Next yeah, season. can can he do it on a rainy night and st- on a rainy week yeah. night in Stoke? <laughs> Find out next year in the in the uh, EFL Division One. I did Four read X. that apparently the EFL. Uh, just because, let, let's say they relegate Man City out of the EPL, the EFL mm-hmm. doesn't have to take them. There's nothing in there that would, they would have to take them in Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, Division Four, the cha- like the championship or anything of those. They don't have to take them if they don't want to. Obviously, why really? wouldn't they? But that's just a funny little caveat that they have there that they might, well, they could potentially be playing non-league football next year. Yeah, I, I don't think. There's no way that happens. Too. There's no way that Wrexham's going to play up against Man City next year. (laughs) No, Wrexham's going to get promoted, so they won't be in the league. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, just imagine the fire sale that's going to happen. I mean, already Pep Guardiola is supposedly leaving. I mean, that's – like, it's just – and then even – like What a fucking scumbag, eh? Yeah, the minute things go wrong. He's gone, yeah. What a scumbag. (laughs) But, like, even the Zhao Cancelo thing, like, just seeing him, how quick he just jumped ship. Too, like. Well, so do you see people calling him saying Cancelo was the rat? <laughs> I mean, the way it looks, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not hard to wrap your head around, but it's crazy to think that the Premiership is putting this black ribbon around themselves right now, you know? Yeah. Like, they're supposed to be the top tier, the best of the best. Like, we see the, we see, look at the shit with Barcelona, man. Like, yeah. Like, it's just, I think this is a new age. So, we're going to see these teams are going to get caught now. And that's it. Yeah, it's definitely a, a new a new time in the EPL. And it's scary for most teams. But, my God, it's going to be entertaining for us to watch. Oh, yeah. um, although, you know what? This past weekend, we've had quite, quite a, been spoiled with quite the variety of games and results. Mm-hmm. Arsenal, who've looked amazing. That we and we've said we think they're going to have a downfall. So we think we said, and now we're going maybe not, maybe not. Then they lose to relegation Everton. Like, dude, Sam Sam Dyche, the coach of Everton, man, <laughs> coming out of nowhere with the four, with the Brexit ball just to beat Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, dude, it 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 makes no sense how that happened. Um, and then you know Arsenal losing, maybe Man City can win and get back into a title hunt. It looks like the drama's getting to them because they lost to Tottenham one nothing, uh, of all teams. <laughs> I saw a meme. It was uh, it said Man City broke every rule, broke every rule in the book except for the Tottenham right wing with Emerson Royale. <laughs> how good he played that game! Like it's crazy. Like and that game shocked me because Tottenham didn't play that great either. No, like it was just Man City just was completely trash. I mean, Holland didn't even get a shot on net. And, I mean, I don't know how they don't start De Bruyne. I don't get it in a game like this. But, I don't know. City, we've been seeing it for a few weeks now. They're just not – they're not that city of old. You know, this team seems really vulnerable. And, I mean, right now, the way it's looking, not even talking about the points deduction, they're yeah. going to have to fight for that top four. 
Yeah, well, I mean, realistically, what liver? How many points did Juve get deducted? Fifteen. Fifteen. So realistically, if they get the same punishment, that drops them to ninth. Same on par. Chelsea, Liverpool, yeah. Right, right, tied with right, Chelsea and ninth. Yeah. Chelsea, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's that's a big. I they don't get top four if that happens. There's no way. No, no way. No. Um. It's gonna be very interesting to see how it falls through. Let's talk about a match I know you know we often don't agree on EPL results, but Wolves versus Liverpool. Seeing that Wolves team win three nothing, did you see what Klopp said? Yeah, I, you know what? So, so I missed a lot. I missed the game because I was in Florida. I tried to catch up on some uh, what happened in some of the mornings, but the only thing I did catch that made me laugh my ass off is hearing him talk about the third goal. <laughs> um, by by Ruben Neves saying, and here's his quote, I have it here. The third goal I don't count because it was the first time they passed the halfway line in the second half. The other two goals going into a game with all the things we said during the week and before the game, then this is the start, is horrible. Okay, buddy. And then the Wolves responded immaculately in my in my opinion. <laughs> they put out a picture where it said full-time, 2 nothing Wolver- Wolverhampton over Liverpool, and then it said the own goal, Dawson, and then it had Neves's goal just scratched out, showing, listen, even if we didn't have that third goal, <laughs> we're still beating your ass over over there. So I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it's just stupid on the Klopp's part because it's like, dude, like, yeah, okay, that was the first thing I went through when you're half the second half, but they didn't have to. Two goal yeah. lead, they just had to cruise to the end because Liverpool, the way they're playing, aren't scoring three goals in the game. It was a Let nice goal see. by Neves too. It was a great team goal yeah. that they put forward. Like nothing. Well, Wolves played unreal that game. Like I was, I was shocked at how well Wolves played that game. To be honest with you, the way their season's been going. Yeah. So. And then Casemiro pulling up, pulling up, hit, pulling off his own Wayne Brady there. Yeah. <laughs> For the Chappelle show. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh... A little dicey, and I don't know how to feel about that. But of course, right after the red card, Crystal Palace scores as well to make it a little bit of a heater. But Man mm-hmm. U is able to escape with the win, which is massive with that Arsenal loss because now they're only uh, four points back, I believe. Or sorry, I mean eight points back. Man City is five points back. They're eight points back. Arsenal have a game in hand, but if Arsenal starts to slump, Man U starts keeps pushing. You never know, Tony. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, that Arsenal, that Arsenal loss against Everton was uh, really devastating. I think, but I, I still have confidence in Arsenal to finish it off. But yeah, waking up Saturday morning and seeing Arsenal lost one nothing was very shocking. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it was a little little nuts way to kick the weekend off. I mean, that was the early morning Saturday game after Chelsea tied on the Friday. Newcastle another tie. This yeah. team, man, um, they had two shots on target the whole game. How are you going to get more than two goals if you only have two shots on target? You know what I mean? We, we've been saying it, they, something too, needs to change. Just, yeah, they they need a striker. I mean, that's what it is. Like, like we said a hundred times already, too, but like Wilson, Calvin Wilson is not horrible, but like that's not the guy to win you. Like if you want to battle for the top four, you need someone to put goals in. And yeah. against West Ham, you know, it was it was you could see it clearly. They just couldn't do it. And West Ham is—they're not having the greatest year either. So, yeah, it's uh, really really unfortunate that Newcastle wasn't able to put away that win. Um, last thing I think we could talk about because we trashed. Well, you trashed them last week. I kind of said I had high hopes for them. Uh, Leeds, 
<laughs> lost to Nottingham Forest, fired Jesse Marsh. I call that the Chris Armis effect. Once he's named your assistant <laughs> coach, is basically the kiss you're of done. death. Once you get kiss Ar- Chris Armis there, it's more like kiss Armis because you're kissing your job goodbye. Uh, yeah. They fired Jesse Marsh. So now the U.S. the U.S. boys are there without their um uh, their leader. That probably is what drew a guy like Weston McKinney there is to play under mm-hmm. a Jesse Marsh and things like that. Uh, they're they are tied for that lot for the eight, 18th spot, the first rele- the last relegation spot. They ought, do have a game in hand, so if they get what that one game in hand is a win, they'll hop up to uh, 14th place tie with Leicester. So they do have a little bit of breathing room. And I know I said it wasn't going to happen last week, and you said you, th- you could really see Leeds getting relegated. You know what? Now I could definitely see that there is a path there with the whole switch of management and everything. I, I can see that there's some, there's some reasons to be worried if you are a Leeds fan. Oh, look at the teams that are above them. West Ham had a good result. Wolves had a great result. Leicester and Nottingham. Everybody above them starting to look like... They Even below them, Everton had a good result Even Everton, over Arsenal. You know, and that Sam Deitch effect, you know, he's going he's gonna to inspire that Everton team. And, yeah, it's not looking good for Leeds because they look... I mean, the only bright spot on Leeds was uh, Will, Willie Ginotto. He played really well. He just couldn't put any of the shots in the net. But he Wow. And up there... An Italian guy complimenting an Italian in the Prem. Who saw that coming? Well, you know, if you watched the game, you saw he was the only price for it. I mean, I'm just being like, crap. McKinney came in. I don't even think he started the game. He didn't start the game. I know that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, come on. Get, I mean, not in their defense, Kegel Nava has played unreal for Nottingham Forest that game. Hey, listen, that's what they brought like, him in to do. You know? Saves after save after save. Like, it was just crazy to watch. And he even got hit pretty hard in the head on one of them. So, I think Nottingham Forest, out of their 30,000 deals they made in the transfer windows over the last over the last year, that was probably their best signing yet. So, Yeah, you know what? That's uh, probably not too far off. And he did stand on his head. So, really good for him. Um, that's pretty much the past weekend in the EPL. I can't – I my <laughs> you have to excuse my um, – my knowledge on this past weekend is, like I said, I did not have time to watch much. I tried to catch as much uh, highlights and things that I can. But, Tony, you know what? I'm glad I have you here to hold down the fort for me, bro. That's that's what it is, you know, a little give and take. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, no problem. I got nothing else to do. So, <laughs> so I got some top bins, trash bins. We didn't do any last week, but I had some uh, I got some good things. I think it would be a nice little – a couple of them. One for sure. The first one's going to be a nice debate to have, and I'm curious to see what you think. All right. So, with Napoli's run this season has been unreal, both Champions League and Syria. Of course, captain... we're talking about Napoli. Who saw this coming? But this is a good <laughs> one. I'm, cu- I'm curious to see what you think because I have, I feel pretty confident with this one. But top bins, trash bins. Giovanni Di Lorenzo is a top five wing back in the world at the moment. Hmm. That's actually that is a very good one. Um, you're saying he's not very not, offensive. No, he's think, not, and this is a position yeah. that's become notoriously offensive. Yeah. Um, top five. <sighs> that means when you got guys. So we're saying on form, not just career-wise. On form, right now. On I, form I right now. Three guys ahead of him that I feel confident are ahead of him, but he slots into fourth. And maybe there's a fifth one, but I would still pick him over the fifth. It's tough, man. I, I, it's tough because you're always going to be biased to the big name players, uh, like your Hakimis, your Cancelos, yeah, 
your Trent's for obviously me, Davies. Um, it, it is really tough to gauge that top five. Has he been playing like one defensively? Yes. Offensively, He's been no. Scoring I mean, goals too this year. Napoli has, doesn't need that though either, right? It's a system, and he's playing yeah. it very well. <sighs> yeah, you know what? I, I'd give you that he's top five. Yeah, he actually had actually only one goal in twenty-one games in Syria. Um, yeah, so and one goal in Champions League. But yeah, the players I would have him had him this year is just Davies, Cancelo, and Hakimi, and maybe Trippier on Newcastle. Trippier's Trippier's another one. I, you know yeah. me. I love Nuno Mensch from PSG as well. Yeah, I think, he, I think he's outstanding. Uh, he's doing what he's doing, buddy. All the hype behind Mario Rui, and you're not putting him in that conversation. Oh, Di Lorenzo is the better uh, one of the two. That that's another one too, man. <laughs> I I put Diogo Dallo ahead of him because I think Dallo had a Ooh. has had a fantastic year. Dallo's had a fantastic year. <sighs> it's tough. I don't know. I would. It is tough. It is definitely just, tough. It's, he is. I agree that he is more. He's the most defensive of any of the names we called out about. But the way he's been playing, the way he's been leading this team has been fantastic. So, and the results okay. speak for themselves. So exactly. So, yep. All right. So top bins trash bins number two. Um, with uh, M Night Shyamalan's new movie coming out, Knock at the Cabin. I haven't seen it yet personally, but. After watching the trailer, I have to ask you, is Dave Bautista a better actor than The Rock? Okay, well, so here's the issue when you're when we're discussing things like this. The hard <laughs> part is, um, how do you define being a better actor? Because acting and people's reactions to it is all subjective, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how, who am I to say, okay, he's better than him? Like, what are we grading this off of? There's no, like, competition to say, like, in hockey, that guy's a better player because he scores more goals, more assists. Soccer, more goals, more assists, better – things like that. It's hard to define it from that I'd sense. Say, and when I'd you're looking the, at it – well, when you're looking at it, when you look at box office totals, it's The Rock. For that stretch yeah. from, like, 2008 to 2014, The Rock was called Franchise Viagra because every mm-hmm. franchise that was struggling, like G.I. Joe – Fast and Furious, all those, they put him in there, and now these are massive franchises again. Um, It's, do I think Batiste is a better actor? I think, yeah, I will say yes. Um, I'll say top bins to that, that he is a better actor because, you know, he takes chances. He got big off the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff, but then he's taking chances with, uh, I believe he was in Dune, um, Mm -hmm. Blade Runner. Now there's Knock at the Cabin when he was in the 007 movie glass onion like he's he's taking chances and he wants to do more of the actual acting instead of just that big budget uh hollywood stuff which you can respect whether or not he i don't know i i'll, I'll say top why not what do you think yeah for me it is it's the range because he's played a different character almost every single time i mean the rock plays the same character every time except for when he played fast five because he had the kentucky accent but other than <laughs> that it's the same he's playing the same character he's just playing himself it's a different role. Like, like he's just different variants of himself every time. But no, I, I have to give credit to Batista because I would never expect this from watching him back in WWE. And then I have to ask one other thing. Who in this football world would you think would become a great actor? A great actor that's a footballer now? Oh, my God. Jesse Lingard. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Buddy, can't you see Jesse Lingard on the next season of, like, Top Boy or something? Come on. I could Him actually. and Marcus Rashford. <laughs> no, honestly, it's hard. 
it, it's 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 hard to pick one um because you got to have the good looks you know what can i go a former soccer player because i think sure. david beckham could do it he actually has actually i've i've seen him in a few tv shows yeah. and some commercials and stuff he seems like he'd do he'd be a good job at it i could i could definitely see him. i mean he doesn't need any and like that at all right he doesn't need the money or anything but i think he could make the switch really well who do you got i got Brendan Eschy. I think if he, he could play a villain with that accent he has, that broken English, because I think he's got he could be like the Italian Joker, the way his charisma is, you know. <laughs> I you know what I could see that too. <laughs> I, I could see that as well. I like that a lot. <laughs> okay, so the last top bins, trash bins. Um, so Mallorca shocked Real Madrid over the weekend with a one nothing victory, um, but it's not the scoreline that I'm going to ask. Us. What happened during the game? Um, during the game. Um, Mallorca defender Pablo Maffeo asked his coach to be subbed off so he gets standing ovation for following following Vinny Jr. Top bins or trash bins move on the Mallorca defender. Okay, first off, before I get into the answer, I want to give a shout out to our good friend Josue, who lost a lot of money this weekend because of that Mallorca Real Madrid game. <laughs> I'm not even shocked on that one. <laughs> um, as for the thing that that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I mean, it, it's funny as hell. It's great banter. I can't give it top bins because, like, buddy, like, what are you doing? You made a challenge. You want to get a standing ovation? It's so fucking stupid. But hey, you know what? To each their own. I'll give it top bins just because it's hilarious to me. Because you know that guy's never getting that in, in, ever in his life. Yeah, he's never I getting that standing ovation. Might as well take I a just, chance at getting it now. Exactly. Like, I just don't get the hate turned to of Vinny Junior. Like I don't get what he did wrong. Chance after he scored a goal, like yeah. I mean, but Ronaldinho's loved in Spain for, and he was doing the exact same thing years ago. So I don't get the whole point there, but. I mean, what a crazy turn of events in Spain, too. Barcelona now putting up eight points ahead of Real Madrid in the La Liga standings. Looks like they might um, uh, they've been they've bounced back. That's for sure. So good for them. Really, as much as it pains me to say, because I hate Barcelona, but they, they've been they've turned things around. Obviously, they're still dealing with a lot of issues uh, internally, but uh, it, they're they're looking like they are doing pretty well now. To me, I think it's it's watered down achievement um, for the simple fact that La Liga this season has not been as good as it has in the past. I mean, I think the quality of teams have taken a drop. I mean, the Premier League bought most of the good players, but um, yeah, I don't I don't think it's a huge achievement for them. I get why it's good to see, but I don't. I think it's more that Real Madrid just took a step back. Yeah, very possible. I mean, we don't talk about La Liga much here because, frankly, who cares now with Ronaldo and Messi gone? Uh, mm-hmm. We'll talk about them for Champions League and when they're doing and when teams like Boston oh, are going through after shit. The but... city, after the city fire sale, we might be talking about more. Yeah, very true, very <laughs> true. Um, let's 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 move over to your favorite Serie A. We talked about Napoli a little with Di Lorenzo. How's how are you feeling now after twenty one matches? You guys are what thirteen points ahead of second place. Milan with a massive drop out of the top five. Five straight games, a lot of win. They got thrashed the last two prior to the game against Inter this weekend. Um, I don't know what's going on with Milan because they were pretty good at the start. I mean, they had that loss to Napoli, which is like, okay, Napoli's been unreal this year. Can't take, can't take that loss to the grain of salt. But 
even Rafael Leal since the World Cup, it just has not seen, it's not been the same for that team. And um, it's difficult to see because that's a team that had a lot of potential to become a good team, like even bigger team in Europe, but they've just fallen to the wayside now. Yeah, it's uh, not been a good past three weeks for them. Um, four weeks, maybe. It's It's been really tough, and they're all but out of a title race in mm-hmm. Italy. I don't think there is a title race right now, but if there was, they're not in it. They need to focus on getting that Champions League fourth spot. They're only one point out of it, so that's the good news for them. Uh, the bad the news is their, is their form. Yeah. Well, yeah, their their form. They've lost their past five. They've lost three in a row, and they tied the last two. So, two points in their last five games, not ideal. But ah, it's it's hard to bet against a team like this. Something's wrong there. I think they need a tweak, but I think they'll get right back on the right track. I still see them finishing uh, top four in this Serie. Yeah, me me as well. I see that. I still see them doing. I think Lazio and Atalanta. Won't be able to hold on to that spot. Roma is no. Mourinho. He's turned it on. Um, even the game against Napoli where they lost uh, 2 nothing, it wasn't – it was – they held their own. I mean, they weren't going to They weren't gonna beat Napoli. I think everyone knew that. But they held their own for, for themselves. And uh, it's crazy to see Mourinho pulling this Roma team to another level each year. So, he still has it in him. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely does. So, <sighs> it's it, – it's, it's a – very anticlimactic year for the Syria, I think. Other than this Juve drama, it looks like Napoli's going to run away with the title. If you had to choose one, Tony, mm-hmm. Champions League or Syria, a Champions League win or Syria win, which do you choose? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'd have to go Champions League. I think that's the above all. That's the one everyone wants under their on their name. I mean, that's the biggest one of them all. I mean, Serie A would be nice, but to say you won Champions League, to say you, you saw your team win Champions League, that would be that'd be big for me. I'd rather not try to choose. Yeah, it's hard hard to blame you. Uh, that is the big one, but you know what? The good news is it looks like they can focus on Champions League because again, mm-hmm. they're up by thirteen points in the Serie A. I I don't think they're going to win Champions League, but you never know. But hey, at least you're getting. I think they might make win, a right? run. I think the way could. I think that we look at the quality of the teams right now coming after the World Cup. They're right now on the top in form. That's remaining in Champions League right now. So I think they if they get lucky in the draws, they can make a run. And actually, speak. I just remember this now. Speaking of uh, just like a Wrexham story, but. U.S. Cremonese, who's last place in Serie A with only eight points off eight draws, are actually in the semifinal of the Coppa Italia. They'll be playing against Fiorentina in the Ooh. hopes of making it to the final. The last time Cremonese made this deep of a run was 1986-87 when Napoli won a Serie A title. Wow. <laughs> look at look – at how does that happen, right? Like it's crazy how these things – pop up but yeah that was just a fun little fact a team that hasn't won a game all uh season in Syria, and it's uh another good omen for napoli that's too funny man zero wins <laughs> eight draws 13 losses and then and the semifinals they knocked out napoli and roma in their last two games of the Coppa italia so <laughs> that's crazy i mean hey if you're gonna get relegated relegated at least do it in style right and the way it looks because of uh because if you go far in the Coppa Italia, you get that Europa League spot. 
right now the semifinal is Inter, um, Fiorentina, Cremonese, and I think it's Atalanta is the other one. Um, right now Inter and Atalanta already have spots. So really winner of Fiorentina Cremonese is going to get a European spot. Well, wow, imagine a, a, a second division <laughs> Italian team playing in the Europe. Right? That's too <laughs> Crazy, funny. Man. So I kind of want to see it happen just to say it happened. But yeah, that's uh, getting us wild over there. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's that's crazy, man. That's that's enough Europe, though. Let's get back to MLS. TFC's picking up. Few big news stories. Not not big, relatively big. TFC standards. Finally, signed, sealed, and delivered. Rosted's a TFC guy. Mm-hmm. We're both pretty high on this guy, even though we know literally nothing about him. <laughs> I keep reading good things like from the Norwegian. The tweets I see, I translate them obviously, but they're giving them praise. They're talking about him quite a bit and very on very high levels. So I have high hopes. Yeah, hey, you know what? Uh, Any change is good. I'm excited for it. And the other piece of news is something that we talked about two weeks ago. I said I don't see Jaden Nelson being on this TFC team by the start of the season. I see him going to Europe. And it looks like that's true. looks like there was a Belgium team who wanted him. And they had a deal in principle until Toronto FC backed out looking for more money. Now it looks like a Norway team is going to be picking him up. The agreement has been made. They're saying it looks like to be in the range of 3 to $5 million. Wow. To put, that in pers- to put that in perspective, Tijon Buchanan was only sold to Club Bruges for seven and a bit. And Richie Larea was sold to Nottingham Forest for one million. I yeah. mean. That's crazy. You know what? It's crazy because he's. I think he must have been part of this deal for, um, for uh, what's his name? The, the defender we just got because that's the team he's going to. No, no, it's, no it's not. It's um, Bronby is where we got Rosted from. And the team that's looking oh, I'm at sorry. Him, yes, I read the wrong thing. Yes, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, no, the, the team that's looking at him is um, uh, it is a Norway Norwegian. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. Rose, Ro- yeah, that's it. Um, it's definitely. I I, I know you lot. guys. That's a lot of money. Am I am I wrong? Like I think so because that's a lot of money for Nelson. Like I mean, if you said Marshall Rudy, I would have been like, okay, I can kind of see it because he's you know he's 18. He's got potential but nelson i don't know like it wasn't like he was crazy good last season either like he had a couple of games where he played really well but i would never have thought that much money for him no i i I think that's uh an absurd amount of money for a guy like nelson but hey especially in the norway league right how do they have that money to spend like now Um, nelson's gonna be the reason why tfc is gonna be deducted 15 points yeah here we go we're We're gonna be making the finals because of nelson Oh man, that would be classic Toronto FC if that were to happen. But well, that's too also funny, another man. thing, I don't know if you've been following the TFC um, preseason with uh, the amount of Instagram stories going up. But I have two things. One, uh, Victor Vasquez looks super happy to be back in Toronto, just hanging out with Insignia and Bernesh. I just see it through every picture and training. He's happy. And two, I'm pretty sure Peruta's just on this team to bring. Lorenzo and Federico Espresso. Hey, listen. I haven't seen that he... guy kick a ball yet, but he's been, I've seen two Instagram stories of him bringing Espresso to Lorenzo Insignia. I haven't seen him take a shot yet this preseason. 
Hey, keep keep them happy, right? Keep the Italians happy. I saw them today singing some Italian song. I guess they're trying mm-hmm. to audition for Italians Got Talent or something. They're going to Coachella, man. They're, 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 they're Friday night of Coachella. Yeah, they're opening up for the weekend one night. Um, not the actual artist of the weekend, just a regular weekend they're going to open up because Lord knows they can't actually sing on stage. But, uh, but listen, fix that. If, if you're going to learn from guys as a Jordan Peruzza, we might not be seeing it in social media. But to have guys like Insignia and Bernadeschi mm-hmm. kind of take you under their wing, that yeah. can only be good for a guy like Jordan Peruzza. So, uh, Especially I'm in a like, position I'm... where we've been struggling. Yeah, and yeah. I agree with what you said about people just look happy and they look yeah. like they're having fun. And that's you didn't see that with need. Pozuelo. Like, you didn't see when Pozuelo was in the team. You didn't see what you see now. Like, like you just see the guys seem like they're really excited for the season. Like everyone, well, you gotta remember, Puzzwaylo took us to an MLS Cup final, so let's not. I know, but not get not, on him there. He did know, what he had to s- do with us. He won an MVP. But his, I just, I don't know. Maybe I just don't feel that. I didn't. I never felt the vibe I feel now with this team when Puzzwaylo was there. Now maybe it's well, because Jovinko. Maybe because it was because after Jovinko left, so you know, yeah, maybe we didn't notice. That. I didn't feel it because I was so pissed that Jovinko was gone. But like, this team just seems a lot more like connected bonded and seem more excited. So maybe it also has to do with the fact that one of your favorite players of all time is now on the team. No, but you know, but the thing is, he's not even, <laughs> but he's not even the one that's like the most charismatic on the team is Bernadeschi. That seems like, yeah, he's including, like if you look at these stories, he's always including everyone and everything. Like he's just, I don't know. It just seems different. And I hope that that translates into their play on the field, because I think this team now with the signing and officially, the signing of the Norwegian center back. I think it's the, the potential's there. Yeah, I agree. Hard to disagree with that. I'm very, very excited for the week, uh, for the upcoming season. These guys look good. They look happy. They look excited to be playing. I'm I'm super excited for it. And seeing Vasquez back at BMO Field will be a mm-hmm. hell of a moment, a hell of a moment as well. Yeah. He was really that crucial piece to push us over to push us over the top to get the MLS Cup and supporter shield when he was here. So it'll be great to see him back in a uniform. I, I think this is a great stopping point for this week's episode. You know, end on a little upbeat note with some good things to look forward to from TFC. Uh, Tony, it's a pleasure as always, man. Thanks for picking up the slack this week. Um, <laughs> no you know, it's it's I very much appreciate it and appreciate you guys, and I appreciate you listening. So find us, you guys, you know where to go. Footy LG everywhere. Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, TikTok, everywhere you could find us for good content, we'll be there. Except Facebook, because fuck Facebook. We're not fucking 80-year-old grandmas. So um, <laughs> we'll leave Facebook for, you know, the adults conversing about, like, the Red Patch Boys group. You can go join them or the MLS group. You can go join them and talk with other 45-year-old white men. Um, other than that, have a great week. We'll be back here next Thursday with some more footy action. I promise to be my usual self. Tony, looking forward to it, man. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>